chapter 18 of Genesis. And Yahweh was seen by him by the oaks of Mamre, as he was sitting at the entrance to his tent at the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and saw here three men standing over against him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the entrance to his tent, and bowed to the earth, and said, My lords, pray if I have found favor in your eyes, pray do not pass by your servant. Pray let a little water be fetched, then wash your feet, and recline under the tree. Let me fetch you a bit of bread, that you may refresh your hearts, then afterward you may pass on. For you have, after all, passed your servant's way. They said, Do thus as you have spoken. Abraham hastened into his tent to Sarah, and said, Make haste, three measures of choice flour, knead it, make bread cakes. Abraham ran to the ox, and he fetched a young ox, tender and fine, gave it to a serving lad, that he might hasten to make it ready. Then he fetched cream and milk and the young ox that he had made ready, and placed it before them. Now he stood over against them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He said, Here, in the tent. Now he said, I will return, yes, return to you, when time revives, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. And Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in days. The way of women had ceased for Sarah. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have become worn, is there to be pleasure for me? My Lord is old. But Yahweh said to Abraham, now why does Sarah laugh and say, Shall I really give birth, now that I am old? Is anything beyond Yahweh? At that set time, I will return to you, when time revives, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah pretended, saying, No, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. But he said, No, indeed, you laughed. The men arose from there and looked down upon the face of Saddam. And Abraham went with them to escort them. Now Yahweh had said to himself, Shall I cover up from Abraham what I am about to do? For Abraham is to become, yes, become a great nation and mighty in number. And all the nations of the earth will find blessing through him. Indeed, I have known him in order that he may charge his sons and his household after him, they shall keep the way of Yahweh to do what is right and just, in order that Yahweh may bring upon Avraham what he spoke concerning him. So Yahweh said, The outcry in Saddam and Amorah, how great it is, and their sin, how exceedingly heavy it weighs. So let me go down and see. If they have done according to its cry that has come to me, destruction. And if not, I wish to know. 
The men turned from there and went toward Saddam. But Avraham still stood in the presence of Yahweh. Avraham came close and said, Will you really sweep away the innocent along with the guilty? Perhaps there are fifty innocent within the city. Will you really sweep it away? Will you not bear with the place because of the fifty innocent that are in its midst? Heaven forbid that you would do a thing like this to deal death to the innocent along with the guilty, that it should come about like the innocent, like the guilty. Heaven forbid for you, the judge of all the earth, will he not do what is just? And Yahweh said, If I find in Saddam fifty innocent within the city, I will bear with the whole place for their sake. Abraham spoke up and said, Now, pray, I have ventured to speak to my Lord, and I am but earth and ashes. Perhaps the fifty innocent, five will be lacking. Will you bring ruin upon the whole city because of the five? He said, I will not bring ruin if I find there forty-five. But he continued to speak with him and said, Perhaps there will be find, found there only forty. He said, I will not do it for the sake of the forty. But he said, Pray not let my Lord be upset that I speak further. Perhaps there may be found there only thirty. He said, I will not do it if I find there thirty. But he said, Now pray I have ventured to speak to my Lord. Perhaps there will be found there only twenty. And he said, I will not bring ruin for the sake of the twenty. But he said, Pray, let my Lord not be upset that I speak further just this one time. Perhaps there will be found there only ten. He said, I will not bring ruin for the sake of the ten. Yahweh went as soon as he had finished speaking with Abram. And Abraham returned to his place. Now we end the week with Genesis 18. A laughable promise. Here's the folksier ideological legend of divine visitation by angels or heavenly beings disguised as humans to deliver the promise of Isaac and the threat to Sodom and Gomorrah. In context this week, notice it's not Ishmael, father of the Arabs, or of all Islam, who is cursed, but a non-existent group once said to have lived on what are now barren lands or the seabed of the Dead Sea near the Jordan. Abraham is 99 and Sarah not much younger. And though they are generous, good hosts, they can't resist a snicker at the prediction of a baby. 
contrast that message carried by the same messengers to Sodom and Gomorrah of threat, anticipating the inhospitality they would be offered there. The office voice, or perhaps the yellowest voice, is toying with how God communicates good and bad next consequences in prediction without becoming a distant priestly God who does not micromanage the universe. Abraham haggles with God through these intermediaries on behalf of his kinsman Lot. He gets him down to ten righteous to save the evil city. Ours? Is it viable to continue with a minion of ten believers in prayer as a congregation? Yes, says Abraham. And yes, says God. I think this ability and will to talk back to God is what God wants from Adam and Eve, from Abraham and Sarah, and from us. Humanity too submissive, with a God too predictable, is not free, and is less than fully human. Contrast Abraham's extravagant generosity delivered by Sarah with laughter with the inhospitality that will start next week in Sodom and Gomorrah, which cannot be fixed, even by the terror of Lot's daughters. But that's next week.